0: Welcome to the Bazgrim TV audio archive. Bazgrim TV is a YouTube channel focused on socially charged MMORPGs, specifically Pantheon Rise of the Fallen which is an upcoming MMO that emphasizes community and cooperation. Now let me tell you right off the bat that I am not affiliated with the developers in any way. I am just a longtime fan of the game, and I believe that Pantheon is an important part of the future of the genre, so I want to tell you everything I've learned from my years of following its development. So. This podcast is where we go way back in the YouTube catalog to revisit some of my best videos in audio form only. That way, you can listen to them anywhere you go. This episode wades into some murky waters to examine how the developers communicate and market their game versus how the community perceives it and whether or not it's really accurate to call Pantheon an old-school MMO. You're listening to the Bazgrim TV Audio Archive. In the most recent Pantheon Developer Roundtable, Creative Director Christopher Perkins said something that stuck out to me. Because normally in those roundtables, the developers will talk about how specific mechanics of the game are going to work, or how development is going, and things like that. And then as you might know, I will normally take that information and condense it down so that you can stay in the loop in a lot less time. And by the way, if you want more Pantheon coverage like that, hit the subscribe button below now. But today, I want to talk about something that's a little bit more abstract that Droppa brought up, but it's still very important. And that is who exactly is the target audience for Pantheon? Because normally In the past, Visionary Realms has said,
1: We're not trying to make a game that is all things to all people.
0: And that's cool, but it's also pretty vague. So, until you can actually get your hands on the game, I think it's fair to ask if it actually is something for you. So, I'm just gonna let this clip play, and then afterwards, I'll try to break it down.
1: VR was founded on the the principle that the the games that, that we would say we are a spiritual successor of um, represent a, a kind of game that is, we believe, just as relevant today as it was then. And um, while we are making steps towards making Pantheon more accessible in certain ways, um, there are certain tediums and certain challenges and and just some uh some refinements um that you know are are relatively easy to make that don't sacrifice the spirit of the game by any means but just make it more accessible um to the modern player And, and and I would say things like for example, you know, our our core time frame, like um we we want you to feel like you can accomplish something meaningful in a couple hours. Um and that's something that's that's governing, you know, how, how we do things. Not that there's not going to be depth and, and, and plenty of opportunity for people who want to play, you know, exponentially more and longer than that in a single playtime. I mean, obviously, that's that's going to happen and, and that's good. That's fine. There's a variety of people. But um, I think uh, the accessibility that we're going to provide for, you know, that kind of onboarding experience players um, coming in, they're going to find it much easier to, uh, you know, to get to get groups. We're not going to handhold there. We're not going to, you know, ever have like a group finder or a dungeon a dungeon finder, rather, um, you know, that's going to instantaneously, you know, move you around the world from here to there and, and all that. But we're we're going to be doing things that facilitate, you know, players connecting and and finding other players that that they can play with, and um, while still. You know, maintaining uh, the importance of social, you know, interaction and community and all that too. Um, but again, the, the point here is that it, it's about it's about the challenge. It's about the uh, this kind of open world, socially charged, shared experience of being immersed in a world that is not linear by design. It's not handholdy in how it. Moves you around. It's based on a robust faction system with robust storytelling and very, very strong uh, class identity, character identity, and all for the purpose of bringing players together to share these experiences, to build social contracts, to make friends, to make enemies, to you know be be who you want to be in this kind of in intensely challenging game world that is not forgiving but is very rewarding and i think that's that's going to be a big big part of what is going to resonate with hopefully new uh, new audiences as well as the the core audience we have because again i think there's it's a very very good time it's a unique time right now with nothing really like this um available and i think yeah i mean it's it's uh it's a it's a very uh, kind of intrepid thing that we're doing here. I mean, you say open world not instance and that alone is um, you know carving out a path that is is even though it's been done before, it still feels a little bit trailblazy in the current um, in the current you know market of things because it's it's just not something that you see and yet it it is a door to a kind of gameplay experience that is so. Um, significant and and so meaningful that uh, we're really excited to capture. So that target audience is the person who is, is they love um, they love high adventure. They love uh, the notion of of real discovery. They they love the the concept of um, you know overcoming challenges through um, you know robust acquisition of, of items and abilities and a, a very, uh, strong character growth and power growth, um, premise. And, uh, they, they love kind of blazing into their own, um, trail where, uh, you know, where they're not following a predetermined path or, um, just, you know, kind of eyes on a mini map, you know, 75% of the time, but but really just setting off and that's um, That's the kind of experience we want to capture and what we're we're hoping will resonate with uh, with a lot more people
0: Now as somebody who's been following Pantheon very very closely for about four years now None of this was too shocking to me. It sounds pretty consistent with the plans that they've had for the game since at least 2015 Um, But naturally, I think they've gotten better at how they explain these plans to people who might not be as familiar with them. And I, for one, am really glad that we can finally have a solid conversation about this. Because I've seen a wide variety of ways that people perceive what Pantheon actually is. And like I said, I think the way that the team chose to market themselves very early on in the development process is partly to blame for that. Um, It left quite a bit up to interpretation, and when that happens, it's far too easy for us as humans to just see and hear what we want to see and hear, simply because it's just easier for us to understand things in terms that we're familiar with. And that might be good at first, but if we aren't actively making an effort to learn beyond that, don't be surprised if it comes back to bite you eventually because it just severely limits the way that you can understand things and it's going to be less accurate than if you were to just take it at face value. And now the job has laid things out so clearly, I fully expect to see at least a few angry comments from people who are just now starting to realize that maybe Pantheon isn't exactly what they'd hoped it would be. But, before you jump to any conclusions, you should make sure which category you fall under. So, we're going to jump into this, and to do that, I'm first going to just summarize what I would call the core values that Joppa mentioned that make Pantheon what it is as a game. These are challenge, open world, socially charged, non-linear, immersive, class and racial identities, discovery, storytelling, robust faction, and risk and reward. These are what you could call the pillars of the game's design, and that's ultimately what's going to determine whether or not it's something that you'll enjoy, because even though the specifics and the details will most likely get tweaked throughout testing and beyond, these values make up the foundation of it all. And in fact, as the game progresses, we as a community should help ensure that any systems and mechanics they implement along the way all fall within this foundation. And, if you think about it, even within these guidelines, there's a fair amount of room for potentially new ideas, or at least a new combination of ideas. I want to talk about another word that Joppa used in that clip, though, which is accessible. Because I personally think this is a buzzword that a lot of people have come to associate with meaning casual. But in this case, because he also used the term onboarding, I think it's more referring to how quickly new players can just experience something fun in Pantheon. That doesn't have to mean that everybody will be able to just easily access all the content in the game. If you're like me and you've been playing MMOs for long enough, you've probably become pretty sensitive to devs just selling out and trying to appeal to the larger audience that mostly wants easy games. But that doesn't seem to be the case here because Joppa specifically mentioned that the focus is on removing wasted time. Because, let's be honest, often requiring people to just sit and wait for hours in order to progress at all is simply not necessary. But I'll get into that more later, because when it comes to the things from older MMOs that just felt cumbersome, but can be improved while still preserving the core values of the game, that is where the devs seem to be focusing their attention. As a basic example, think back, if you can, to the new player experience of original EverQuest, since I'm pretty sure that's one of the many things from the truly old school MMOs that Joppa feels is just better left in the past. Because in 1999, MMOs were still fairly new. So when you were first starting off, you didn't care that the UI was clunky or that the character creation screen didn't tell you why your deity mattered or that you literally had to run a separate program to get any sort of tutorial because, well, you just didn't know any better. And I know some people will say that that was part of the charm of it, and I agree. But that experience is something that just cannot be replicated because it was a result of being in that specific time period when very few people had even played any MMOs. And because there were hardly any other options out there, we didn't have a choice but to just sit there and figure it out, no matter how mundane. And I would argue that, to some degree, Just the fact that you were in this virtual 3D world in and of itself was intriguing enough to keep you engaged, but that is just not the reality we live in anymore. It would be futile to try to replicate that new player experience one for one because it had more to do with how we as humans interacted with the game rather than the game itself. 20 plus years of online gaming has completely changed the way that we approach these types of games, whether we realize it or not. And if a game doesn't take that into consideration at all, it's gonna leave the vast majority of people just feeling confused and unimpressed. And that's definitely not the way that you wanna introduce people to your new world. Pantheon is not a sequel to EverQuest, so you shouldn't have to know anything about it in order to quickly figure out why Pantheon is fun. Then, once people are hooked into the world, and can start to get a clear taste of what makes Pantheon fun in a way that's unique from the countless other MMOs that people have played, if the devs can do that and effectively balance the onboarding aspect with the core value of non-linear, which by the way a stated means not holding people's hands, if they can do that, that is where the magic starts to happen. The magic of getting the genre back on track with its actual meaning, which by the way, is massively multiplayer online role-playing game. So that hopefully the genre as a whole can move forward, not backward, And mind you, I'm saying this as somebody who started playing EverQuest when I was only six years old. This picture is me playing EQ in 1999 while wearing a dragon costume. These were some of the best days of my life, and I have a lot of nostalgic feelings about them. But I also know in my own life that trying to go backwards to relive the perceived golden days just usually doesn't end well. And I've accepted that. I personally feel like there's a lot of value in at least leaving open the possibility that more new and amazing things can still happen in the future. So that maybe years down the line, I can look back at Pantheon with feelings of nostalgia. But before I even pledged a dollar, I figured I should do my homework to make sure I actually knew which direction Pantheon was going in, and not just what it looked like on the surface. So that's exactly what I did. And that's also the reason that you'll never hear me describe Pantheon as old school, because the term old school usually refers to someone or something that's stuck in the past. But it's clear to me that Pantheon is not trying to be fan service or a retro game, or a throwback game, or anything like that. It's not even a sequel to anything. I think Joppa put it best when he said that it's about handpicking certain values that shaped MMORPGs into what they are, but have since kind of fallen by the wayside, and then bring them into the current year and integrate them in with other more innovative ideas, while leaving the rest of the things that are just better left in the past. So why am I even saying all this? I realize it might seem pedantic, but I'd hate to see people get upset at some point down the road when they log into Pantheon and realize that it's just not the game that they thought it was. Or on the other hand, I'd hate for to see people dismiss the game because they think that it's something that it's not. It doesn't really matter to me whether or not you like Pantheon because, again, I know that it's not for everyone. I just hope that you can rest assured that you made an informed decision. For example, here's another buzzword, hardcore. I'm gonna bet that Visionary Realms hasn't ever described Pantheon as a hardcore game because that's not one of the fundamental aspects of it. That's probably one of the terms that has just kind of come up through the fans that only associate Pantheon with EverQuest, which was hardcore in its own ways. The problem with that is that challenging and hardcore aren't really synonymous, and even though you could play Pantheon hardcore if you wanted to, calling it a hardcore MMO just makes it sound like that playstyle is required. And so people will start having flashbacks of having to spend hours looking for a group to then get deep into a dungeon and spend another several hours camping a boss, and that's just like a regular play session. And if they're one of the many people that just simply don't have time for that anymore, even if they wanted to, then they might conclude that, sadly, Pantheon just isn't for them, and they'll move on. In fact, I know this sort of thing happens because I see interactions like this all the time online, and it just seems unfortunate because that person is probably missing out on something that they might actually enjoy. Joppa has said that he firmly believes that it's possible to have an MMO that is difficult and... Truly rewarding and even time consuming, but doesn't make you feel completely stuck if you can only play a few hours at a time. And just because it's not hardcore in that way doesn't mean that it's a casual game either. We can't keep thinking about it in black and white like that. If you're one of the many people who can only play for maybe two or three hours a day, there's a huge difference between being able to cruise through all the content with ease like everyone else, compared to having to really work for your progress. And even if it takes you multiple sessions, you can feel satisfied about it. Because even if you move a lot slower than the people who play more, at least you're moving at all. And again, Jop has made it clear that they're definitely aiming for the latter here while still, again, providing enough content for people that play a lot more than that. It just might not be content that frequently requires you to sit and wait. But I guess my point is that people might not even know that if all they hear are these vague comparisons to other games. And let's be honest, maybe you're one of the people that just wants to gatekeep and you don't care what other people think. If there's somebody who would be legitimately interested in Pantheon, but maybe they shy away from pledging because they're inundated with all these misconceptions about what Pantheon is as a game, then we all lose because that person could have brought launch that much closer. Even if Pantheon is the closest thing to fill in the blank with whatever your favorite classic MMO is, they're just not going to be similar in every way. And so I guess if you get nothing else from this video, if we all collectively want to understand what Pantheon is truly trying to be, we need to dig deeper and talk about not only the similarities it has to past games, but also the differences. Granted, this can be a scary thing for some. But, I can also say from experience that clutching on to the things that I'm used to might not always be for the best, and so I think if you keep an open mind, you might actually be surprised that you find some new things that you like even better than the things you're used to. Now, on the developer side, finding that right balance of tried and true elements Mixed with the newer, more progressive ideas is probably going to be easier said than done. But I'd also argue that, just like adventuring in Terminus, when you take those risks, you'll almost always be rewarded. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you learned something from it. And if you did, make sure you're subscribed now, because I'll be releasing one of these each and every week until I've gone through my entire archive. And then even after that, I'll continue releasing all of my new videos right here in audio form as well. So while you're here, remember that you can rate and review this episode and share it with some of your friends that you think might be interested in Pantheon so that we can spread the word about the game to even more people and grow the community. So until next week, stay curious and adventure on.